I'm Deva Flowers. And I'm Chief Bob Vasquez. Welcome to Creating Leaders of Character. Our purpose in creating this podcast is to help you empower yourself as a leader. Specifically as a leader of character. Deva and I come from two very different times. You might consider me an old school kind of leader. And I'm what might be considered an emerging leader. As different as our perspectives may be, we both agree that leading with character is important these days. Actually, it's always been important. Now, it may even be critical. Throughout this podcast, we'll share our perspectives, not to convince you to think like either of us, but to help you develop your own perspectives and apply them to make you a better leader. A leader of character. This podcast is powered by the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight. Well, hello, Mama Deva. Hi, happy Sunday. Same, same <laughs> to you. How are you doing? I'm good. Yeah, it's uh, starting to get colder here. I know we always start with the weather. Yeah. Um, not as cold as you, I'm sure. But no, It's beautiful up here. Actually, really? the last few days, it's in the 60s, so can't complain. Yeah, good. But you, no, you, like you have a different type of weather with that little one there. Mm-hmm. You, you got to <laughs> keep the room, the house warm and chill whatever a good temperature i Uh, people have said that but then other people say that we over bundle and make them too warm and so i've just considered to do whatever i i like i mean he seems fine so maybe i'm doing it wrong (laughs) yeah hard telling you'll you'll figure it out yeah you know i I think parenting is probably the 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 one not the, the only but one time uh where the learning process is just based on experience you can yeah. read all the books. Back in my day, way before you we were born, we had um, uh, Doctor Spock. He wrote a book or two. I don't. I don't really know. I never read them. Uh, who uh, about raising your children? And, and he was like the guru for raising your kids. But that's ridiculous. You you go with the the only thing that I can tell you that 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 because as you know, I I try not to be prescriptive, but mm-hmm. I will be in this regard. Love him. That's mm-hmm. all. You you can figure that out, you know. But if you love him, that that's the most important thing. So, uh, otherwise, get over it. But, Absolutely, uh, and that's not hard. So, yeah. And uh, are you you feeling good? Uh, yeah. Thank goodness. I I hope you're not going through what is it postpartum depression. Postpartum depression. No, I mean it's been a journey. It's been hard, but um, my husband's been great, and hoping to start uh, running is my next next thing. I know yeah. they're telling me to not jump into it too fast, but I miss running so much. Yeah, I miss yeah. trail running and exercise. So that's my next thing I get to look forward to. Yeah. Well, you can probably walk now. Yeah. 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 And that's, I mean, now obviously that's the next step to running. You, you're not mm-hmm. going to run unless you walk a little bit, but uh, you can do a little bit of walking without hurting your innards and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So planning to do a full on six minute mile tomorrow morning, uh, 5 a.m. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I don't even, I don't do that. I, I no. uh, unfortunately, uh, Wednesday, I have to go in to get uh, steroids uh, shots in my uh-huh. knees. I've uh-huh. been procrastinating that for a long time because I'm a, I'm a wuss. I don't like to get poked. And, uh-huh. uh, but my doc says, well, if you don't do that, you know, pretty soon you're going to have to have them replaced. And I, I know I don't want that. That's that. scary. So yeah. uh, we'll see. Hopefully uh, it'll work and I won't have to be going through My that. grandparents are doing the same thing in their back and neck, I think. Um, they're actually coming up tomorrow for the exact same procedure you're doing. Yeah, so yeah. steroid shots anyway. So yeah. hopefully well, it works. Th- th- and that all builds character. Yep. Sure. 
Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if it works. I, I, <laughs> Otherwise, I, I, it's just stupid. I need to give me a T-shirt that says "Embrace the Suck" uh, when I go in those places. Because uh, <laughs> you know that uh, my cadets at the Air Force Academy used to say that a lot, and uh, that that's really good advice in many ways because. Uh, and my sister has had those shots in the knees and she said, it doesn't even hurt. I said, okay, good. Because I've had those shots in my uh, 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 heels with uh, mm. part of, what is that? Planters. And that was Arthritis. incredibly painful. It was more, it was more painful than having a baby. I can tell you that, but I, uh, <laughs> I, I'm hoping that it's not that way. But when that was happening, I always, in my, in my mind, I was thinking, embrace the suck, embrace the suck because mm -hmm. it's going to get better. It never did. But anyway, um, I need you to give me a phrase for what to say in those situations because I recently had a prick in my finger in my last appointment. And for some reason, that was the worst. I was like, I just gave birth and I'm overthinking this prick on my finger for glucose <laughs> yeah. screening or whatever. And like, why I can't, why is this so hard? Yeah. So in, in my head, I guess I was just, I think the first thought was pretend it's not my finger, pretend it's somebody else's. Like, that's weird. Why are you yeah. doing that? Anyway, <laughs> yeah. uh, so. Well, if we can uh, ever figure out how to do that, we'll write a book <laughs> yeah, and know. sell millions of copies. But until then, we'll <laughs> just have to be, uh, we'll just have to talk about it. Yeah. Anyway, let's get to the topic at hand. If you remember last uh, last week when we were together, I mentioned, and I, and I really, no kidding, just came, came off the top of my head about an integrity process that included I can, I will, I do, and I am. And I got to thinking about that since, and uh, kind of, I'm, I'm messing with it. I'm trying to develop what does that all mean. And I've, I've decided to call this thing a character identity development process, because mm -hmm. I think, and, and well, I don't think, I, this is so, that our character and our identity are pretty closely related, if not one and the same. You know, one we measure, the other one is we are. The, the character part, you know, I don't know. How do you measure character? If you can figure that one out, we'll, we'll, again, we'll make a lot of money and uh, uh, Joel can go to college and, and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. But um, hard to, you know, I, I've been doing this for what, five decades and no one can figure out how you actually measure character. Same thing with identity. How do you do that? Well, especially with identity is I do that. You do that. We, it's an internal thing. And we, what is that? Uh, there's a, a, a term that is being used uh, uh, lately about uh, being some kind of an imposter. Um, imposter syndrome. Yeah, yeah. Which I think yeah. that's dumb. I, I think. Really. But I, I just can't understand it. That's probably why. But right. imp why would you be an imposter? You know. And I guess because mm -hmm. maybe there are a lot of people. And I'm saying your age or between your age and my age. I don't think my age we even know what that word means uh, or, or that term. Mm -hmm. But if people are suffering, uh, working through being themselves, that's their identity. So how do you get it? Mm -hmm. So I think those four things are, are at least a good, uh, a fairly decent model uh, to at least begin with. How do I design or describe? And I think it's discovering. It's in there already, Diva, I think. You just yes. got to figure out where is it? it. You know, it's in the recesses of your brain back in the back, uh, wherever those uh, uh, those ideas are, are, are kept. But um, the idea, again, uh, I think it starts with I can. Mm -hmm. I am able. Uh, a guy by the name of Bandura uh, wrote books, gosh, I don't know, 40, 50 years ago on self-efficacy. I don't know that we study that anymore. But basically, mm -hmm. that's what self-efficacy is about, that I can, I am able to do whatever it is. Now, 
interestingly, you just went through having a baby. Uh, you probably, and I, I know we did, you did, because we talked about this before you got pregnant, that you can have a baby. You you are biologically able to have a baby. And that's a pretty good thing. Thank you, God. Uh, yeah. However, <laughs> once you got pregnant, uh, I hope, and to each their own, I'm not, uh, I'm not being biased in any direction, but I hope that if you got if you get pregnant, whoever you are listening out there, that you have the baby. I, that's my personal uh, mm -hmm. prayer that everything will go well and and you'll have the baby. And and as you know, there are w ways to not to abort the baby. Uh, I don't want to get into that, and especially not the the political part about it. But you, as a female, can and maybe we'll finish it. We'll go through the whole th uh, process with you uh, with the baby thing. But you can have a baby, and you thought about that before. Yeah. I mean, physically, I think one of the affirmations that I gave myself or my husband helped me and you can probably, I don't know if you can hear him in the background, but um, one of the affirmations that we said were that people have done this hundreds and billions of times before. I mean, every single human out there happened some way. And it's really crazy to think about how difficult birth is and then look around and see all these people that were, were birthed. Um, so it can't be that of, difficult. I mean, there's I mean, billions of them. It's a piece of cake, David. That's what I've been telling that's you. That's what I try to tell pregnant, myself. The baby pops out, and the, the hard part is being the dad. Uh huh. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> I, all all the dads are, are men listening out there. You can you can have yeah. that. Is, that is the hard part. Uh, but but you're right about um, not imposter syndrome. I wanted to comment on that too. Um, they say it a lot in college. In fact, there's a video when you get into college that says you know here's what this is and at least for me uh at ut and i think that it's a really huge deal because you're looking around and you're thinking okay just like giving birth i guess all these students got here somehow and all these students are doing well maybe and they're they're all succeeding so therefore i can but we definitely forget uh a lot how uh how to how to do it when there's this idea that you didn't you shouldn't get there. Like you, there's, you were a mistake. You were an imposter and somehow you cheated your way into UT. So that's, that's the imposter syndrome. So. And do you personally have, uh, I'll say friends, acquaintances who had, that did that data. Now, now here's the deal because we see that in the news, you know, uh, uh, I don't know names, uh, but some parents who got their kids into a big uh, Ivy league school because they paid you know, they bribed someone, the president of the school, whatever. I think that's kind of calmed down lately. But still, it does happen, um, obviously, because it's out there. Uh, and some people have gone to prison for it. But uh, do, do yeah. you have friends and, and acquaintances that have done that, that got into school by, you know, without being who they are, without having done their work and the grades mm -hmm. and, and all that kind of stuff? No, I, I really think it's a minority. I, I don't think anybody really that I know has done that, but definitely people will say, I, man, I'm not supposed to be here. And then I'm not smart enough to do this test. So I guess I should cheat. Maybe. Um, there's tons of people that, that I think feel that way, even though when you ask them and I haven't, but when you ask them, Hey, like, why are you feeling so down <laughs> about this test or whatever? They'll, they'll say, well, I've just studied so hard and I, you know, can't do it still for some reason. There's really not an answer. I think, I think imposter syndrome does come from that lack of self-confidence or self-efficacy. We've caught, we talk about self-confidence all the time, but I don't think we talk about 
self-efficacy. Um, what do you think might be the differences between those those two? Well, uh, if I remember right by Bandura's uh, definition, self-efficacy is when you you do believe in yourself. You can, you believe that you can, which, and, you know, he's written many, many books that uh, uh, our listeners are more, you know, please go out and read that stuff. You can go online and I think you can read, uh, listen to some of his uh, lectures and all that stuff. But, uh, and I, well, Back in my day, Deva, we had coaches and we had mentors. We had family, parents that guided us. You know, my uh, I was telling you earlier, my 94-year-old mom, uh, in fact, I just did this, this a couple of weeks ago because uh, she was uh, giving me a hard time about moving back to New Mexico, uh, which she calls home. And I told her, Mom, this, this is not my home anymore. You know, I, I left 50 years ago. And... Um, and I reminded her that you're the one that inspired me, if not forced me, to leave because we lived in a little dinky town in New Mexico where really there's not there's nothing to do there. Uh, there's no way I well I could have been a band director because that's what I was going to be, but um, and and I guess I could have been successful. I I don't know, but instead she inspired me to go see the world and make a difference in the world. Now I don't want to be egotistic and say that I have, but you know I get mm. a bunch of notes and. Uh, letters and calls yeah. and uh, emails and messages about the, that I have, that I have made an impact yeah. in some people's lives. And they've gone on and done the same thing, which I call air power, H-E-I-R power. Yeah. Uh, so maybe, you know, again, I don't want to be egotistic, but uh, I'm honored to have done that if I did Absolutely. for anybody. But, um, but, but I think that to me seems like it came from, uh, from validation by, in that perspective uh, from adults, you know, people that, uh, that I respected parents, uncles, aunts, and all that, that told us and uh, inspired us that, yeah, you can, whatever you, si se puede, that's the Spanish part of it, adelante, you can, so go do it, but it requires work. You yeah. know, it's, it's not like, uh, my sense is that you guys expect things to be uh, given to you. And, and of course, I'm using you as a general uh, for the generalization mm -hmm. for you young folks. Uh, we're, we grew up, I grew up, I, I think I started working when I was 10 or 12, uh, you know, not real 48 hour, 40 hour weeks or anything like that, uh, uh, pitching newspapers, uh, delivering newspapers and all that. Yeah. But, uh, but, but that's what it takes to get to, the, I think, to that point where still at 70 plus years of age, I can still do a lot, or I'm planning to do a lot more things in the next 20 years, you know, that yeah. I, that I can't do now running, forget that. Uh, maybe <laughs> go back to dancing, but probably not because, you know, Shakira said the hips don't lie. Well, neither do the <laughs> knees. The knees are worse. <laughs> they are ruthless, man. I can oh, tell you yeah. that. But um, so anyway, I think that's where it's at least in my perspective. And as I grew up, that's where that self-efficacy came or what was uh, uh, inspired by coaches, uh, people telling us, yes, you can. So go mm -hmm. out there and do it. So yeah. do you get that? I, I, you know, do you guys get that? Uh, I, I don't know. I, you know, I, I guess there's places to. I have this idea that I've been kind of thinking of. Um, there's like, we were talking about parenting and there's hard parenting. And I guess uh, there's this joke going around about, uh, you know, those parents that talk to their kids about emotions, like, are you like, uh, you're not going to be one of those parents that talks to your kids instead of disciplines them. Right. And I'm like, well, you know, I think there's, there's definitely a healthy balance. Um, 
and uh, we don't have to get into maybe one day we'll get into spanking and all that. But I I think that that growing up, my dad um, really didn't discipline me. Um, and this is pretty interesting, but he gave me a lot of compliments. Um, and I don't think that I needed discipline as much because he just said to his friends, oh, she's such a good girl. She she gets such good grades, you know, or or uh, she she's just so nice to people or she works so hard. And I heard him bragging about me to other people. And I think I created this dialogue in my head. That's who I was. And I really was somebody that got good grades. I was somebody that um, that could do well and be kind to other people and and all that. Um, I think it really helped me form an identity about who I am. Um, and uh, there's obviously different kids work differently. You know, maybe uh, discipline is really required for some of the other kids um, like that. But for me, at least, I really want to make sure my kids know that I have a positive view of who they are and what they are and all that so that maybe they can kind of think that about themselves yeah and and we use this word discipline uh, incorrectly often deva because of what i think to some degree what you're referring to and what we often refer when we use the word discipline we're really referring to punishment you know i'm going to discipline you and bam smack you upside the head that's not discipline that's punishment but uh, discipline if uh, you know I know you know this, comes from the word disciple. And a disciple is someone who follows someone or some things, some concept, some idea. And I think the real discipline happens with, I, I, I think I disciplined my two daughters uh, well in that, but you know, I never spanked them. I can't remember a time when I spanked them. Yes, yeah. I did. And I, I don't know. Uh, I hope they're not listening. But um, <laughs> But I, I I try to discuss things with them. I try to encourage them to understand, to 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 uh, realize the things that they did. I did send them to their room. That that didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but that Out was the window. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just that was the, probably the highest punishment that I ever doled on them. Uh, where again, discipline is you you can. There's a balance. You know the spanking thing. I I don't I. I don't think my kids, my daughters have spanked their kids. I don't think they've done that. But uh, and maybe there's a time when you need to, uh, but you don't let your, you're not going to let Joel uh, put his hand on a hot stove. Whatever it takes, if you have to pull his hand away or, you know, even smack it away, I think that's okay because yeah, there's a purpose. Yeah, in front of the road or anything like that. Yeah. Yes, stuff like that, you know, but uh, but just to do it because, and and to use that as the only way, to, uh, and, and there is training. I mean, it's, it really is training. You're training the child to do or not to do whatever it is. So, uh, you know, I'm not sure that I, I, well, I know I don't necessarily support uh, corporal punishment, but mm-hmm. then again, I don't have kids that deserve corporal punishment. You know, and that's mm-hmm. uh, the other part of the balance. You know, there might be some, uh, some kids that need that because you see that online all the time. But I think that's probably because the parents didn't do the discipline, discipline part correct yeah and what or you some were saying trauma. yeah and uh, well yeah. And, and what you said there at the end about your dad that really was discipline because he inspired you to be you yeah to be able to to uh, agree and to understand that yes i can so that's i think the discipline part so um anyway we got about a minute to go go ahead what, what do you sure. think what do you yeah, I just I had structure with Civil Air Patrol, but I also had that positive reinforcement. Um, 
And I think that's where that I can really came from, came for me. I, I really think that I got that encouragement from my parents. Um, and I knew that I could come to them with anything and not have them think that I was, you know, poor, poor in spirit or a liar or any of the negative things. Like I am not those things. I may mess up in the sense of not working hard enough or maybe failing in some aspect or, or another, but Ultimately, I think when people feel I can do this, then they're more likely to um, really have that integrity uh, and not try to skimp around because they think I'm trying to hide whatever sins or whatever negative uh, aspects they may think that they embellish or they have. So, yeah. 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 Well, and especially when you talk about developing your own character, you know, there, there are a few things that you cannot do to develop mm -hmm. your own character, to develop your identity. So, uh, well, and, and sometimes, though, there are barriers to this. How about let's talk a little bit about that, a barrier. Okay, that sounds good. See you next week. Okay. Bye. Thank you for listening. We hope that there was something that you heard in this episode that will help empower you to become a better leader. A leader of character. If you'd like to connect with us, please email us at cloc at leadershipandforesight.org. Until next time, be great. This podcast is powered by the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight.